Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, Readjusting Our Focus, in the sermon series, Simple Church. We're glad you're here. Amen. How precious is that name. Amen. There's no other name that we know to call upon than the name of Jesus. And the more I call him, the better I feel. Amen. Come on, let's give First Lady Allen a big hand clap of praise. Oh, how thankful we are for her. The last three services, she has been holding her down, holding us down all by herself. And we give God praise uh, for the gift God has given her to be able to minister with a voice of an angel. Amen. And we thank God um, for her on today. The book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. The book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. We give God praise. God has allowed us to make it to the new year. Amen. We are in the first Sunday of the new year, and things are not as we planned, but they are as God saw fit. And maybe we're not in the building, but we're still alive. Amen. And because of that, we give God all the glory and the honor. I know my grandmother is watching, so every Sunday I want to give a shout out to my grandma. Hey, grandma. Hey, man. Thank you for watching our services on today. <clears throat> we just thank God for um, um, this wonderful privilege um, to be able to still have worship and you all remain safe. Amen. Um, and we give God praise that you may not be in the building. Um, but we're connected still spiritually and by the power and might of God. Amen. Give yourselves a big hand clap of praise for still being willing um, to worship with us even though we're not in the building. And thank God for again for our AV team and uh, audio team and communication team. Amen. And uh, uh, Minister Richard for always being available and playing the keyboard and Dr. Peggy uh, for always being available. Um, we, we give God praise for our um, small but mighty team that has been holding the church down. Amen. And ensuring that we still able <laughs> to do worship um, and able t- for you all to be connected with the church. Let us pray. <clears throat> God, we thank you and we love you. We bless you and we honor your name today. You are good, you are mighty, you are awesome. Thank you, we've made it to another year. And God, we pray on this first Sunday of this new year that you will give us a word from on high that we may worship you, honor and adore you, and appreciate you for all that you have done for us. It's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, and the Bible reads, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty wind, mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one set upon each of them and they 
were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they all <coughs> filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. I just want to preach from the topic today, readjusting our focus. Readjusting our focus. Amen. Readjusting our focus. The vision God has given me uh, for our church for 2022 is to focus on being a simple church. Simple church. And I know many would love for us to be an extravagant, over-the-top church, but God has been telling me to focus on being a simple (coughs) church. Which means as the church, our goal is to focus on simply being the church God has called us to be. The focus of this year will be four Ps. Prayer, preaching, referring to the word of God, practicing our faith, and we want to focus on all people. God is calling us to return to the status of the essential intentions of the first church that displayed in the book of Acts. They display to us the importance of having a strong prayer life. They display the power of effective preaching of God's word. We see how they practice their faith publicly and we see how they care for the people. It seems with this pandemic, church has become complex. Prior to COVID, we knew each Sunday how things would go. We knew how many people would come to church based off which Sunday of the month it was. Uh, I, I didn't have to have meetings or prayer calls or fasting on whether we should have in-person church or fully virtual church. Uh, uh, Church was the place where if you didn't have any social interaction all week long, you knew on Sunday mornings there was a place that you can go to get a hug, a handshake, see some smiles, or engage with people who have the same spiritual beliefs in which you have and believe in the same God and are able to praise God in the sanctuary. Church had become routine. For years, no change, no adjustments, no adversity. I would come to church, park in my designated spot that no one designated to me sit in my assigned seat that no one assigned to me. Praise God, sing along with the choir, go to sleep during the sermon, wake up when the pastor is closing the sermon, go home and wait till next week to do it all over again. But now it's important that church just does not happen on Sunday mornings, but church needs to happen every day. I wish I had a witness that worship needs to happen every day because of the uncertainties that life has now given us. And yes, the goal is to master Sunday morning worship, but the goal is also is to equip and disciple the members of this church to take worship with you wherever you may go. 
because you may be at work, but you can't get in the building, but you can still go to church. I wish I had a witness here. You may be stuck in the nursing home, but you can still have church. You may be in the hospital, but you can still have church. And church just does not happen on Sunday morning. And thanks be to God, COVID has taught us not only how to worship in the house of God, but how to turn the sanctuary in our own houses. Simple church people understand the building and attending virtual worship service does not solidify our Christianity. But it's a place where we gain hope in order to give hope to others. I wish I had a witness here. It's, it's a place where, where we gain joy in order to give joy to others. It's a place where we come to praise and worship God. Amen. Praise and worship God. But when we leave, we know we will encounter some warfare. But when we've learned how to praise and worship God, when we're in those moments of despair, if we learn who God is, we know we can make it because of what we learn in the building or on virtual service. Simple church. God is calling us today. He's calling us to be a simple church. But we cannot be this church without the Spirit of God. We cannot be this church without <clears throat> the Holy Ghost. So the question today is, how do we readjust our focus to become the church God has called us to be? How do we readjust our focus to become the church God has called us to be? Well, number one, we all must be on one accord. We all must be on one accord. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all on one accord in one place. Now, can't be in one place because of safety precautions. We cannot all be in the same place, and we've been limited by this since March 2020, but we all can be on one accord. And the Bible teaches us where two or three are gathered in, 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 in my name, there I will be in the midst. So, so, so if, if we all are gathering virtually, amen, I wish I had a witness here, if we're gathering virtually, if we're gathering in the sanctuary, wherever we are gathering, God is in the midst. And as I examined the text, I wondered, was this the assigned time in which the Holy Spirit was to come? Or did God wait until the disciples were unified together before he sent his spirit. It's been 50 days since Jesus been resurrected from the grave. 10 days since Jesus told them to go and wait. And now 120 people are on one accord and the Holy Ghost shows up. Jesus instructs the disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait and tarry until they receive the Holy Ghost. They had enough faith and patience and obedience to trust the words of Christ. And when everyone in the house was on the same accord and with the same mind, God sends his spirit. I wish I had a witness here. I told y'all on watch night, whenever you are expecting an, a, a miracle, obedience is required. 
I wish I had a witness here. And whenever you're expecting God to do something, obedience to what God tells us to is required. And we see here in the text, Jesus exit. He ascends back to heaven. He goes back to the Father, but he does not give them the spirit while they were standing there. He tells them to go and wait for it. Go and tarry for it. Go and pray for it. And while they was there, 10 days later, the Holy Ghost shows up. Can I tell you something? Sometimes you just have to wait on God. I wish I had a witness. When you're expecting a miracle, it may not happen when you desire it to happen. It may not happen when you expect it to happen. But when you are obedient to the word of God, God will send miracles your way based upon your obedience to his word. Maybe, maybe, maybe some got a little tired after day three. I wish I had a witness. Some may have got upset after day five. Some may was discouraged after day eight, but they stayed the course. And on day 10, when they all was on one accord, the Holy Ghost showed up. Which I had a witness. They were on one accord, which means they had one mind or one passion. It means to be in agreement or in harmony. And I wondered how in the world can 120 people have the same mind at the same time? I wish I had a witness. It's because they all were seeking God. They all were looking for God to show up. And they all may have not been thinking the same thing, but they were depending on the same God. I wish I had a witness. So then when we gather and worship, when we gather and worship, we are to gather with one mind of seeking God's grace and his mercy. So if we are in the sanctuary, we don't need to be thinking about our grocery list. We need to be thinking about God. When we are online, our attention should be focused on what's going on in the service and not what's going on on the stove. I wish I had a witness here. So if we're going to realign or we're going to readjust our focus even while we're at home we need to be attentive to the worship experience and trust God in the moments in which he has given us to praise and worship his name when when they all had one mind the Lord showed up when they all came together the Lord sent his power down. It, 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 don't, it don't take much to, for God to move. Could you imagine if for a minute, if all of us was just focused on God and disregarded what's going on around us? Uh, if we focus on God's power and how he's able to do things, and even though we're faced with this coronavirus and, it, and it's running rapid across our, our nation and in our families, could you imagine if we just focused on the power of God, what God can do in our lives? 
Could you imagine for this hour, this hour and 15 minutes as we came into this worship experience that all we had on our minds was praising God and all of us was together on this even though we're not in the same location but we have the same mentality. Can you imagine how God can break down some strongholds? Could you imagine how God could turn some things around? Could you imagine the bodies that would be healed and the mind that would be changed only if the church came together on one accord. <clears throat> if you, if we want the presence and the power of God today, then the people of God must be willing to walk together in unity. We need to become like snowflakes. We need to become like Snowflakes. Snowflakes are fragile things, but when they stick together, they can stop traffic. <clears throat> Snowflakes, they fall from the sky individually, but when they all land on the ground, they can shut cities down. Years ago, Atlanta stopped moving for less than an inch of snow. I wish I had a witness here. But, 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 but these fragile individual things, when they come together, I wish I had a witness here, they can stop business as usual. They can close schools. They can cause cities to stop. But because they decide they're going to stick together, but when they are apart, they're fragile and weak. But when they come together, they're able to make stuff Come to cease. Can I tell you something? When the church is strong, when the church is united, when the church is walking together, when the church is loving each other, when the church is praying, when the church is practicing their faith, when the church is caring about people, not just a few members of the church, but all members of the church, we can shut some things down. We can shut down some drug houses. We can shut down prostitution. We can shut down homelessness. We can shut down racism. But we all as the church must come together. We, as individuals, we can do nothing. We are fragile and sometimes weak. But when we come together, we can shut some stuff down. So we must be able yeah, to readjust our focus by being on one accord. We want to be this simple church. We don't want to be extravagant. We just want to do the will of God. We want to commit to doing the work of God. And we want to commit to prayer. We want to commit to preaching and practicing our faith. And we also want to focus on helping people. Not only must, must we be on one accord to be this simple church, um, we all, all of us, must be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. All of us must be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? It's difficult waging in-person worship or just virtual worship. I wish I had a witness here. It, it, it takes God to reveal 
what he desired for us to do in order to keep our people safe and also in order to worship his name. I wish I had a witness here. Uh, all, all week alone, we've been debating, we've been meeting, we're trying to figure out what we need to do. And I thank God that it was the Holy Ghost, I wish I had a witness, that influenced our decision to, to do what's best for the people, but also to be able to provide avenues that we'll be able to still worship God together. I was thinking about it, and as I was praying, God spoke to me and said, hold up, wait a minute, we've been here before. This is not the first time you all have to make this decision. And, and on the last time, many thought the church would go under and the church would not survive. But thanks be to God, we've been thriving better in the pandemic than pre-pandemic. I wish I had a witness. We've been doing more while in the pandemic than before the pandemic. God said, I did it before and I'm able to do it again. We need to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says suddenly the mighty Russian wind came from heaven, filled the house, and then it divided on everyone and into tongues of fire, and it began to sit on everybody in the place. And then everyone began to speak in tongues as given utterance of the Holy Spirit. We see three things happen here. One, we see the Holy Spirit is audible, visible. Then we see it manifested. Said it came through like a mighty Russian wind. This was the audible expression. That, 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 that a wind from heaven came through like a tornado or a hurricane. A few, few weeks ago, a few nights ago, as we... Um, Late at home, many of us can testify how that wind was cutting through our homes. It felt like thunder was rolling. This is, this is what they're saying here. It's like uh, a wind came through, a sound came through. And, and in the Old Testament, wind was often associated with the Spirit of God. I wish I had a witness here. And Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel, God takes him and shows him a vision and takes him to a valley, and this valley has dry bones. And God asks Ezekiel, uh, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, God, well, only you know. <clears throat> God tells Ezekiel to speak to the bones, to preach to the bones. And while he's preaching to the bones, the breath of God, help us today, the wind of God, the ruah of God sweeps through the valley. And as the old preacher said, the foot bone connected to the ankle bones. And the ankle bone connected to the knee bone, the knee bone to the hip bone, the hip bone to the back and to the spinal cord, to the shoulders and the arms. And, and everything began to come together because of the breath of God, because of the wind of God. And right now, my brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but we need God to blow on some stuff. I wish I had a witness here. We, we need God to blow on our finances. I wish I had a witness. We need God to blow into the lives of those who are struggling with this coronavirus, that he needs to breathe into them, that their lungs may function like they need to. We need him to blow on our marriages, blow on our relationship. We need the presence 
presence of the Holy Spirit to blow on us. Not, 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 only, not, only, not only did they hear something, but they saw something. Throughout the Old Testament, fire is used to depict the presence of God. And here, the fire is described as divided. Which means the picture is, it's one flame, and from that one flame, tongues of fire was jumping off and jumping on. Help us today. Tongues of fire, were, it was coming from this one flame, and, and it was going down into the people of God who had been sitting there and praying and tarrying and waiting for the Holy Ghost to appear. I wish I had a witness here. Here it is through the Spirit or, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive fire. Yes, yes, because we accepted God as our Lord and Savior, we receive fire. Fire is used to light stuff up. Yes, Lord, fire is used to heat stuff up. I wish I had a witness here. Fire is used to purify things. I wish I had a witness. And thanks be to God, he's given us this spirit that we may be purified. That when he made us righteous, he made us holy because of the Holy Ghost. And he's given us a light. And like the songwriter said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. No matter where I go, I'm still going to let this light shine. But it also gives off heat. We are to be able to warm other people up. We ought to be able to give the warmth of the Holy Spirit. When people are down, we should be able to love on them in a way that lifts their spirit. When they've been hurt by this cold world, we should be able to go with the Holy Ghost and warm them up. When they've been mistreated, when they've been scared, the lies we need as Christians, as a simple church, be able to do the work of the Holy Ghost. We need His fire. But not only did they see, hear, but they also felt something. Yeah, yeah, they 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 felt something. Um, they, they 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 they. The Bible says, after hearing the wind seeing the fire, they began to operate under the influence of the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in unknown tongues. And too often many worry about the gift of speaking in tongues that we miss the miracle of Pentecost. The people are filled with the Holy Spirit and what comes out of them is guided by what has been put in them. Help us today, God. Because of what was in them, it causes something unbelievable to flow out of them. Y'all not hearing me today. They began to speak in a foreign language that they had not been taught. Y'all missed it. They, 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 they didn't need Rosetta Stone. I wish I had a witness here. They, they didn't need a Spanish class taught to them or a Greek class or an Ethiopian class, but by the guidance of the Holy Ghost. They weren't speaking in unknown tongues. They were speaking in other languages. 
y'all not feeling me in this place. They had not been taught this, but because of the Holy Spirit, they were able to do it. This allows me to know that when we have the Holy Spirit and it gets down on the inside of us, the Holy Ghost allows us to do things we have no business doing. <coughs> we need the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> And it provides us with the intimacy and the inspiration and the power of God. Allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest in our lives is key to the church being a simple church. <clears throat> where everyone takes responsibility of activating what's inside of us. There's nothing worse than being a super dad, buying the best gift for your child. Get home child smiling and excited, a gift they ask for, and you give them this wonderful gift. However, you did not read the small print that told you batteries are not included. <clears throat> I wish I had to win. There's nothing worse than having this great piece of equipment, seeing this joy and this smile on the face of your child, but your child cannot use what you've given them because it does not have the power to operate like it was designed to. I wish I had a witness here. Uh, and, and that's many of our lives. We have not activated the power in which God has given us. We look like a Christian. We walk like a Christian. We may even smell like a Christian, but we can't function like one because we have not activated the power in which God has put inside of us. So therefore, we show up to church and we're Sunday morning Christians. We watch worship online, but when we get in Walmart, we'll cuss you out in the minute. I wish I had a witness because we're not displaying the fruits of the spirit that should be activated on the inside of us of love, long suffering. For uh, we, we have not activated peace and kindness and gentleness because these are the works of the spirit. We need to go back to Pentecost. Pentecost was a miracle where humanity was infused with the power of God. At Pentecost, things turned around. Pentecost is where the impossible became possible. It's where God gave us the power to speak to those things that are not as if they were. It happened at Pentecost, where the weak became strong, where the cowards became courageous, where the shy became bold where the depressed was lifted, where sadness was turned into joy. It happened at Pentecost, where the left out were included. The disqualified were qualified. It happened at Pentecost, where we received something we did not deserve. That's the miracle of Pentecost. 120 frightened and powerless and discouraged men and women were now transformed into new creatures. Where, where we see the disciples who went on the run when Jesus died. We see the disciples who are in hiding even after the resurrection. 
that Jesus has to go find them and he finds them in the upper room and, and we see now that they decide they're going fishing instead of fishing for men. They're back on the sea fishing for fish. I wish I had a witness here. We, we, we see Jesus shows up to them and, and, and while they were hiding, while they were afraid, uh, they couldn't speak life to anything. But when the Pentecost came, uh, Peter, who went on the run and cussed people out, he now stands and preached the gospel and thousands of lives of saved. Uh, James and John, uh, who were not testifying about God, but when, help us today, when Pentecost came, uh, they received the Holy Ghost, uh, and now uh, they're able uh, to heal sick bodies. Uh, they're able to stand in the face uh, of the Sanhedrin Council and testify, Jesus He's been too good to us. We've seen him do too much. And we've experienced him do too much. And because of Jesus, we cannot keep silent. It's all, yes sir, it's all because of Pentecost. That now we're here today. And we can worship God freely. Because of Pentecost. Because the church was operating in the Holy Ghost uh, because they readjust their focus uh, and begin to focus on the master. Uh, they were able, yes sir, uh, to turn the world uh, upside down. Uh, I wonder if Peter was here. Uh, would he testify? Uh, what is this that got me feeling so good right now? Uh, what is this that keeps setting my soul on fire. What is this? It won't let me hold my peace. It makes me love my enemies. It makes me love all of my friends. And it won't let me be ashamed to tell the world I've been born again. I got the Holy Ghost down on the inside. And I need God, Holy Spirit, to lead me, guide me along the way. Take me, Lord, where you want me to be. Adjust my focus that I may live for you. Adjust my focus that I may walk for you. Not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. I want to be a living testimony for God I live and for God I shall die won't he make a way thank God for the Holy Ghost we give God praise we give God honor if we're going to be a simple church we must readjust our focus be on one accord and be Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.